WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS on this Friday morning. And we're going to be talking about beekeeping. We're going to be learning about all sorts of things. Maybe you have always said, I want to be a beekeeper. How do I start a hive? Between the two people today as our guest, you'll find that answer. And also, you hear this so often, if you're having allergy problems, and who isn't these days? I mean, who are you? It's everywhere. Uh, does does actually eating honey help you? And is honey or pollen better? Is one better than another? And if what is? How do you eat pollen? I don't. <laughs> we'll find out all about this this morning. Visiting with us locally, Zane Cantrell. Zane, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to have you with us. You have a friend of yours with you today. You have uh, with us David Thompson, who is the president of the Tennessee Beekeepers Association. Good morning. Good to have you today. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I understand that your group is going to be here next weekend, not this one, but the one after this one, for a big event at Middle Tennessee State University. It is our annual fall conference uh, where we have a number of good speakers coming in talking about the new items that are going on, new things that are going on in beekeeping. Um, Beekeeping is changing so much. When I started years ago, we didn't have the problems we have today. What are problems that were not, I mean, looks like beekeeping would be the same, but uh, did the bees change or technology? Actually, the bees change too. <laughs> do they really? They yeah. really do. <laughs> How? Well, you've got to realize that uh, when I started, uh, and I kept my first hives were on McGavick Pike in Nashville. We fought Nosema, tracheal mites, chalk brood, uh, European fowl brood, American fowl brood, and wax moths. Today, we fight Nosema tracheal mites, uh, chalk brood, European fowl brood, American fowl brood, small hive beetle. We've got a new one coming in, which is a a a killer wasp, and they found a second cousin of it down in South Georgia, along with varroa mites. And varroa brought in 40 and 50 different diseases with it that are affecting our bees well how do you cope with that i mean how do you correct it or can you correct it there are treatments and things you can do that will help and that's part of the discussion at this conference next weekend how to control them how to control them is tennessee different from other areas do we have uh, more issues or is the climate better, or what, what's we're, the story? We're about the same as everyone, and if you look at gardening in Zone 6 uh, of that area, we're about the same as everyone else. 
the nice part is, is we don't have the harsh winters that they have up north or the no winters that they have in Florida and Texas. So, I mean, it's a good spread. Well, but, I guess the big thing people mostly think of, the average person who is not a beekeeper, the consumer, I guess, uh, they're always talking about take honey and, and reduce your risk of, of having uh, allergies. Is there any truth in that? I had an allergist who um, told me, he said, you can come in here and I will take the pollen that you're allergic to, put it in some distilled water and give you an injection. Or you can take a spoonful of honey within, you know, the, the old statement was within two miles of your house. Two miles? It's actually, you know, up to 50 miles in your house. Okay. From your house. And you can take a spoonful of honey, which has the same pollen in it, and eat that. And you've got it both both ways. It's in your system. It takes a little longer for the, you know, honey to, you know, the pollen in the honey to get into your body. But it still has a, a similar effect. It reduces your allergy, your it, problems. Yeah, and I might add on that. Um, I think research has shown if you take a teaspoon per day uh, and you do it just like you would a vitamin of any kind, you have to be consistent. And uh, you can't wait until the allergies hit you. You've got to start it before the allergies hit. And a lot of people make that mistake. And it's extremely important to have that honey that's close to where you live because the floral... And the pollen is different. Even though you get out here 40 or 50 miles, it's different here in Rutherford County. So you're say, did you say take it as the problem hits or before? Before. Before. So before. you need to be, yes. you need it, to be taking this it, as a really, regimen all yeah, the time. Yeah, Bart, it's something I think that you should do uh, year-round, teaspoon a day, year-round. That's not much. And it, it's not you're not going to gain any weight on it, so that's for sure. <laughs> Did you know Myrtle Glanton Lord? Did you remember her? Yes, I do. She used to run up the steps here at the radio station in high heel shoes, and I never asked a lady how old are you, but I knew she had been around for a good while because she had such a connection to the history of the community. Uh, and I asked her to ask. I said, "What do you do?" to stay young and active and she said i take a spoonful of honey every day and vinegar she mixes them up and has it every day mm -hmm. and i thought man and i later found out she's 90 was 90 something years old yeah. uh, and just active and uh, like i say ran up the steps in high heels yeah that's hard for anybody to do with flat shoes on. <laughs> and also, one other thing that uh, people use is what we call sting therapy. Sting therapy. Yes. I've heard about that from our county mayor, but he didn't get into a lot of detail. Share with us about that. Well, the, the idea is if you have a, a, a hard time moving 
the parts of your body, <laughs> whatever it is. You're talking about arthritis. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give it a name, but okay, it, it could. And it does. It's it's. It with, could be inflammation. It, it could be a lot of different things. And it doesn't mean you're old. No, it doesn't. But anyway, <laughs> to take that honeybee and put the honeybee right exactly where the uh, problem is, and and uh, people swear by it that. If you take that sting there, it really helps day after day. You don't have to do that every day, but that's what we call sting therapy. That's interesting. <laughs> it's the histamine effect. Because of the sting, the body has a tendency to collect the water around that area, and that's what causes the swelling. And uh, it helps reduce the bone-to-bone contact which helps you move a lot easier, a lot better. There was a gentleman north in North Nashville who used to sell little queen packages of bees to Live people. bees. Yeah, just bees. And they'd open up that package, put it to where they were hurting, come back an hour, hour and a half later, and, I mean, they were running track. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, because I, I, I was wondering, how do you get a live bee to the place that hurts. Uh, well, I, how do you? Uh, that's, well, you can get pa- you can order packages of little bees. They come in the mail. Yeah, they they'll they'll send them to you. Uh, most how much of, does a yeah. package of two bees cost? Well, I don't know what it costs now. <laughs> uh, that's another good question yeah. right there too. <laughs> it's used to when. David and I started into beekeeping several years ago. It wasn't real expensive to get into beekeeping. And now uh, what they're saying, those people who keep up with it and buy uh, supplies and equipment for beekeeping, you're looking at almost $1,000 just to... it's a serious business. Yeah, to get into it. And, And that doesn't include... The extractor. Extractors, I've noticed, David, they've gone out to Wazoo. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Even uh, jars, if you're jarring your honey, like the tops, the metal tops and the jars, the metal tops are 25 cents a piece. Now, you can imagine what yeah. it's going to cost you for several uh, just lids. You, you can buy your jars, but you don't get the lids. You have to buy those separate. But supplies and equipment have gone up tremendously in the past year. And that's another thing that beekeepers are fighting. And Everything's going that way, though. Yeah. Uh, and let me get back to this. Now, we're having Tennessee Beekeepers Association. We're excited about all these beekeepers from all over the state of Tennessee, and many of them coming from outside of the state of Tennessee for the conference right here in Murfreesboro. This is going to be the epic center of beekeeping right here in Murfreesboro at Middle Tennessee State University. And uh, we're excited about that. And we're excited about David being here. And uh, so all of these things are going to be discussed. And if you, uh, if anyone out there, if you have an interest, really interest in getting into beekeeping, this is a time to do it. To get out there on the, either Friday or Saturday would We'd welcome you both days, but if you can't make Friday, come Saturday. It's they'll have vendors there. You'll look at the newest items that are that are out here for beekeeping, and it's changed tremendously by year by year in the last year or so. 
two years. It's really changed. Hopefully you can videotape that session, uh, and, and that way everybody can come back and look at it again later. If they missed something, they can look at it again. So many newcomers in the area. We've had calls here at the station. How do you get into beekeeping? Every time we talk about it, someone's wanting to know, when is it that the beekeepers meet? I want to learn more about it. Yeah. So you can't beat looking at a video if you can't be there in person or if you can't relive all of those topics. Uh, it's a great way. Well, and the other thing that's coming out of it on Saturday, um, we're having what is called, well, beekeepers call it a short course. And one of my objectives is we've got to change it to an introduction to beekeeping. Because the only people who understand short course are beekeepers. <laughs> but we need to change it to an introduction to beekeepers, and that will be going on Saturday. And the fee for it is 20 bucks. It will be at the Student Union Building on MTSU, and there will be an all-day beginning beekeeping course. And the other part to it is, is when you get back to your home, your county that you live in, find your beekeeping association, sign up for a mentor, and go look in their hives. Before you even spend a penny, if you can't handle 20 or 30 bees flying around your head, even though you're wearing a veil, don't spend the money. But come and take the course. You'll learn a lot. Beekeeping, it can be fun. And, you know, it can be a challenge. And for me, it's a challenge because I'm also allergic. <laughs> oh, well, that is a challenge. Then. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Since you mentioned you are allergic, uh, we were talking with our county mayor, Joe Carr, who is a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. And he uh, was saying that he gets stung pretty regularly. And I said, well, you wear the whole outfit, don't you? He said, yeah, but you still get stung. I, I thought that was to protect you from that. Uh, folklore, huh? <laughs> no. I, I, know, I, I expect to get stung once or twice or every year. Every year. Once or twice? Mm hmm Joe must have his thing on backward. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Joe, are you listening? <laughs> I, wear, I wear a jacket with a, you know, the zip-on hood. I wear nitrile gloves. Um, and, you know... Accidents happen, you know. Um, I spent 30 years as an outside salesman. Mm -hmm. And going into my Bs, I go from an A-type personality down to an F-type personality real quick. If you don't calm down, they'll get you. Yeah. They're like any other animal. They, know, they understand fear. And nervousness. Sort of like a dog. If, yeah. if you're afraid, yeah. that dog knows. That, that dog knows. And, and the bees know as well. Mm -hmm. I suspect Mayor Carr gets in a big hurry. He's got several, mm -hmm. I mean, 30, 35 hives, and you get in a hurry. So he's serious into it. Yeah, you get in a hurry to get through them, and you don't have your gloves on. And you, and maybe the bees are not after your uh, your hands, but you grab a hold of these frames and you get, mash one, and he's going to sting you, and that's what happens. So, you pull the frame out. The frame is in the the hive box. Is that's that what? Right. It is? Mm -hmm. And the frame is what the honey is on. Yes. 
and the bees. And the bees, And the bees. (laughs) How do you tell them, hey, thank you for the hard work you did. I want your honey now. (laughs) What what happens at that point? That's why it's called robbing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't try to convince them to hand it over. What you try to do, though, is have the appropriate equipment that you need to say, all right, you guys, I put a little smoke on you. They know to run down away from it. What does that smoke do? That uh, and it encourages them to leave the frame and go somewhere else. Now, it, it also form it also allows them. Once you smoke them, they'll go in there and gorge themselves with honey. And you, like anybody else, you eat a good meal. You really don't want to do anything. <laughs> the bees don't either. You know, but you, you know, it just calms them down. We've heard people talk a lot about taking honey, but they said if you really want to get good results on getting rid of allergies, take the pollen. Is that sort of like grassy? I mean, how how do you take the pollen? Um, you can take the pollen. You can get the pollen from your health food store or from a beekeeper who collects pollen, and. Sprinkle it on your morning cereal. Put it on your, um, you know, on something that you're going to eat and just eat it. You can even take just a spoonful of it and down it. It's not going to hurt you. It's, a, it, you know. In, in order to get pollen, it's a whole different process mm-hmm. that the beekeeper has to go through to collect that pollen. You can't just reach out here and get it as the bee comes in. You have equipment, the right equipment that uh, peels the pollen off of the bee as they come into the hive and the the beekeeper collects it. And then it goes through a process to make sure that it's in good shape and where you could possibly uh, put it on your cereal. But it's not not an easy process. Um, So it has to be, uh, it has to take a, a long period of time and that's why the cost of it is so expensive. So it's it's a lot more expensive it's, than buying honey. It's a lot honey. more expensive than than uh, buying honey. But here's the thing about it: you're going to have pollen in your honey as well. You can't get that all out of there. So, uh, you know, my my take on that: if you take a teaspoon of honey every day you're getting pollen in that and that pollen is what's going to protect you from uh, from uh, the allergies that you have tell you what let's do let's pause for just a moment we'll check on the traffic and weather and we'll be right back and continue the conversation we're learning a lot about honey this morning visiting with us Zane Cantrell and David Thompson from the beekeepers sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way the action line with Bart Walker weekday mornings at 8 10 your good neighbor station Rutherford County's place to talk We'll see a few spotty rain showers early this afternoon. Otherwise, skies become mostly sunny with a high into the mid-80s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. 
Good morning. Still a lot of traffic volume trying to get out of Wilson County coming down the interstate here on 40 westbound at 840. Just hang in there. Hopefully that'll start to improve. We had a crash in that area earlier. It's still saturated pretty good on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming through Antioch in from Rutherford County. Busy where you would expect this time of the morning. 24 in from Clarksville. Making your way through the Jolton area that's been in pretty good shape. Eastbound on 24 at White Creek Pike at least so far. Hey, don't miss it this weekend. Smoky Mountain Fall Festival at Ober Gatlinburg. Check it out on Line today, obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We need to be especially mindful to protect our pets from fleas and ticks. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of products to keep your dog and cat safe. In addition to products that will directly protect your pet, we carry a variety of items to keep your home safe as well. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. Even a criminal guy. Try to have fun, bro. Watch me go to work, baby. Okay, we were trying to find honey songs. That one is Mariah Carey and Honey. But I think she's talking about a different kind of honey. But uh, we can we can say it's the bees, honey. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have questions about bees, Zane Cantrell, a local beekeeper, and everybody knows Zane. He's with us this morning. David Thompson's with us, who is the president of the Tennessee Beekeepers Association. And if you want to know about bees, the public's invited to be at the meeting Next weekend at MTSU, uh, when does that start and when should they be there? Where should they be, too? They'll be at the Student Union Building on MTSU's campus, and it'll start at 9 o'clock. Um, it'll be $70 for the day to attend. Um, a lot of interesting courses, classes, uh, a chance to walk around and meet the vendors, um, we've got some of the big vendors there, um, uh, uh, you know, such as um, Rossman and Man Lake. Um, and then uh, I, I just went blank on the one that's east of here. Over east of here, okay. Who would that be? Oh, wait a minute. What, what, well, uh, we'll have almost every vendor that's in, that's uh, in the state of Tennessee that wants to be here mm-hmm. that will have their wares, the newest things that are out there. And I might add, if, if you order these things from them, uh, you end up uh, paying a little bit more 
because of the shipping costs. But if, you, if you're out there and you see things that you want, there's no shipping costs to you. Yeah. So it's a good possibility that you can save some money. And they usually reduce some prices on their wares uh, that they have there with them. So if you're in need of some beekeeping supplies, you can go there and shop and you can probably get some really good deals. Uh, I might also add, we're, I'm, I'm personally really excited about having David here. David's doing a great job with the Tennessee Beekeepers Association. He's getting out there and letting people know that uh, we're, we're doing what we need to do to pr- promote good beekeeping practices. And that's what he's all about. Now, another thing that's been going on, we'll have uh, people from all over the state coming here who represent their districts. So uh, David uh, probably can bring us up to date on that, and I believe that's on Thursday night. Thursday night we have our directors meeting with um, delegates from all uh, 50 associations related to Tennessee beekeeping. And this is where we determine our policy and where we're going to go for the next couple of years. And by the way, the name of that supplier is Maple Benby Supply. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I apologize to them. Um, and I might add, I represent Rutherford County uh, as uh, in these meetings. So I've been uh, on the board of directors now for several years. Mm-hmm. So if people have local questions, they can give you a call? Yes, they can. Let me ask you, are, are the questions dealing with Rutherford County, are the issues that beekeepers here have different from those, say, in East Tennessee or West yeah. Tennessee? It's been my experience that beekeepers, not only in the state of Tennessee, but all over Middle Tennessee and, and uh, all over, I'm sorry, all over the Middle, middle South, have the same kinds of questions. And uh, David alluded to, to that just a few minutes ago. There are so many things that are attacking our bees now that you have to management, manage them. For the past several years, we don't see as many for, uh, bees, wild bees that we used to, that are in trees. They, they come in and out, but they don't live very long unless you're managing them. So those, those are really uh, important things if you get into the beekeeping and you're a new beekeeper. And you need to be aware of all of this. And it's hard work and it's expensive, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because a few years ago there was a, a fear that came along. We kept hearing, and I'm not a beekeeper, so I, but I do like to eat. Uh, there was fear that the bees were going away. They were dying out or something. They were vanishing. And we need bees to make our uh, produce live. Uh, Apple trees, One of the things that I've seen is these so-called experts on beekeepers, bees and beekeeping, made the statement that there are more bees in the world right now than there's ever been. Well, that's partially true, but you have to remember this. There were no honeybees in uh, North and South America until 1600. And then the reason that 
that they're thinking there are more bees now is because of that movement of bees from the old world to the new world. But we are losing bees in a disturbing uh, amount that we're we're losing. So it's we're we're staying pretty close to what we should have. But just remember, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Oh, well, what's the, causing that? Any, yeah. Is there an idea? Are there a lot of ideas or what? There, there are a ton of ideas on what's causing it, whether it be varroa and the 40 or 50 diseases that it brings with it. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> varroa, what varroa. is that? <laughs> All right, take your fist and put it on your chest. Okay. <laughs> and realize that that's a parasite sucking the life out of your body. That's varroa. Mm. And along with it, it's bringing 40 or 50 different diseases into your body. That's what's happening to the bees today. All right. Yes, Tennessee, like every other state, we've got a 30 to 40% hive loss every year. That's unsustainable. You know, you think about it. If, if a business loses every year 30 or 40% of their employees, what happens to the business? Yeah, it goes away. Well, that's what's happening to us. And we're having to fight that battle, you know, as best we can in preventing Varroa, reducing the count, um, and at the same time, you know, keeping the hive away, keeping, protecting the hive from the small hive beetle and everything else that I listed earlier. Well, what's uh, causing Varroa? Is this something uh, that's... It's an imported parasite. It is a parasite, okay. It is an imported parasite that came from somewhere over in the east, far east, and it just grew. Um, is it coming in on certain things? Now it's so, it's all over the country. It's, all, it's just producing itself now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all over the world, and the world is fighting this problem. In fact, I saw a new device that was developed in Israel that um, is helping fight that. Um, but, you know, I haven't seen the data on it. You know, it's... It's crazy. And going back to the food situation, one out of every three bites of food you eat requires a honeybee. Requires. Now, the other two-thirds of what you eat needs, how much of that needs the honeybee? Without the honeybee, uh, what was it? Can you survive on tomatoes, corn, grapes, wheat? Three times a day, seven days a week. Those are products, those are vegetables that do not require a honeybee. Yeah, they're self-pollinators. Interesting. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning, you're on WGNS. How are you today? Oops, they didn't hold on long enough. When, when you call, we will put you on hold. If you will hold on, we will get to you when we get to the end of the sentence. So uh, just be patient with yeah. us. Uh, these parasites that get on our bees, uh, they, the parasite came here probably in a boatload of uh, fruit or something similar to that, and no one picked up on it, and it, it's just spread all over the United States. You take the small hive beetle, that's how it got here. It's not natural to the United States, but it's here, and uh, they don't normally 
in other places attack bees, but they, they're uh, kind of a fruit fly. And so they have a concave back on them, and it's hard for the bees to sting them and get rid of them. So what they have to do is ask us to help them management. And we do put uh, hive little uh, traps on top of our bees. But let me say this about all of the... Uh, all of these things that we're talking about that are disease and attacks on our bees, we never completely get rid of them. All we can do is control them. It's a control. Now, in my procedure that I use, it's an old-fashioned method. (laughs) I I don't use any of the chemicals on my bees, okay? Okay, okay. so I'll take uh, powdered sugar two or three times a year, and I'll sprinkle powdered sugar on my bees. That filters all the way down through the hive, gets on the bees, and the bees start cleaning themselves. And when they do that, a lot of times they'll clean off the, the mite. And uh, now that's not 100% effective, but it's probably as effective as anything that we're using. Uh, Here's an, an interesting question from a listener sent on text, and, and it, uh, it took on new meaning when you were talking about what you're doing now, Zane. Uh, they're saying, could global warming have an impact on our reduction of bees? It, it's, global warming is getting the blame for everything these days. Well, it's Can a, we throw it's this a, one it, in? It's, it's a good possibility, <laughs> and I, I have no research showing that one way or the other. But David may have uh, no. looked into that. There, there's no research to prove it. I mean, at one time they said um, cell towers, you know, were affecting the bees. They said uh, being bees under um, high-tension wiring, electrical wires, were effect. No, there's no proof to it right now that global warming, it, you know, affects it. Uh, but there is proof of this. What did you call it? Zum, the 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 thing that you wrap up your fist and hit it on your chest and yeah. suck shot. Yeah. No, what is varroa mites? It's mite. a mite. Okay, yeah, it is a mite. Okay, and it might add now we have mites on our on our bodies. Yeah. Sure, but they don't cause uh, diseases. <laughs> but but they're there. Uh, so this process that you're using, putting the sugar on, the bee cleans themselves, and they're getting rid of mites and whatever else they're, might they're be scratching on. off the mite. Yeah, but th- th- let me also say now, I- I'm making this really simple, what I'm saying. You've got to have your hive, like, uh, you can't have a solid board down on your hive. There's, there's some procedures that you have to do to make this work. So, uh, if, for example, if the mite falls off, they clean it off, and it hits down on the board, the mite's going to climb like, by, right back up. So <laughs> you have to have your hive fixed to where the mite can't get back into on your bees. Okay. What about, uh, it's just a wild thought, you, you see these blue lights and different kinds of lights that kill bugs and what have you. Would that grab a mite if you put a, a bunch of those below your hive? No, it no. would not. Okay. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> yeah, they're know. not attracted to light. They're attracted to those sweet honeybees. <laughs> okay. And that's, again, what everybody else is attracted to because it is good for you. And you're saying five miles is what they used to say, but now it's been proven that you can go over to 50. You can go up to 50. Uh-huh. But if, if you have, let's say you have a neighbor down the street who has beehives and they have a little sign out front, honey for sale. Uh, is that better three blocks away from you? Oh, than, much better. Because so you'd bees, notice a difference. The bees coming out of your, the bees coming into your yard. A bee ranges two to five miles. I looked at it one time and I said, okay, two miles. How much is it? That's 80,000 acres. Which leads to another thing. If somebody says, I'm selling you organic honey, that's just raising the price of honey. Everything's organic. Honey. Everything's organic. <laughs> yeah. Honey, I mean, honey, all honey is organic. But yeah. let me also say this now. Uh, make sure that you, if you don't know your honey, make sure you know your beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've heard that before. Yeah. We've and been it, around it, long enough together. Yeah, let, let me say that's very important to those people that, uh, you know, you see somebody that's got to sign up in front of their yard. Make sure they've got bees in their backyard as well because they could be buying this honey and bringing it in or somebody else producing it and bringing it to their home. Make sure if you want it for a specific purpose that that is being produced, that honey is being produced right there at that house that's selling it. So if you don't know bees, if you don't know your, know your honey, no, know your honey, okay, know, know your beekeeper. <laughs> and if so and so says it, so it's so. <laughs> we will be right back. Stay with us. Final segment here. So if you have a bee question, we're buzzing around trying to find some answers here. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Get ready for Blue United Weekdays with MTSU football. MTSU will be hosting not one, but two incredible games in October. The first on Wednesday, October 4th, against Jacksonville State, and Tuesday, October 10th, against Louisiana Tech. Right now, you can snag tickets to both games for the price of one. Two for one tickets. Can't beat that. Secure your seats today. Visit GoBlueRaiders.com. Let's go blue! 
When is the best time to move to Adams Place? We had debated coming here for three or four years before we came, and I wish we had come a little earlier. Everything could be managed here, and that was a great blessing for us all. I've had a lot of support, a lot of friendships that have kept me going. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Want to say happy birthday to Josiah Benford. He is the one who won the delicious banana pudding this morning from Slick Pig Barbecue. Happy birthday to you, Josiah. Our good neighbor of the day, Joy Ash Doyland and Joy Ash Galen is the one who uh, is being honored today for all of her hard work with the Rutherford County Alzheimer's Association's Gadsby Party. They raised $35,000, wow, to fight Alzheimer's disease, phenomenal. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're visiting this morning with two great beekeepers and uh, we do know our beekeepers and you should too. Zane Cantrell is with us. He's a local beekeeper. And if you live toward the Nashville area, uh, you can uh, you can get David Thompson. And David, you're from what you're talking about, sounds like uh, over uh, in the Antioch uh, general vicinity. That actually, I live due north of here in Wilson County. Oh, okay. So I don't know why you had said something a little I, while earlier. I started beekeeping. On McGavick Pike in Nashville. Okay, okay. And then I went to Oklahoma. Spent 12 years out there. Managed my father-in-law's hives out there. And uh, came back to Tennessee. And I told my wife, we will not live in Davidson County. (laughs) So we moved into Wilson County. And uh, she came home one day and she said, David, we're now members of the Wilson County Beekeepers Association. I said, honey, we don't have bees. She said, you will tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> had you never had bees before? Oh, I've had bees on and okay. off since okay. 1967. I thought maybe your wife introduced you to them instantly there. <laughs> no, 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 no. So what got you uh, into beekeeping? I thought it was very interesting. I uh, saw the requirements for the beekeeping merit badge, and I'm one of the few recipients of it. Were you a scout? I was a scout. Okay. My, I made the mistake of telling my grandmother that I wanted to keep bees. So my grandmother said, okay. And we went to Acme Feed in Nashville, and picked up my first beehive and bees. Down on Broad. Down, my first and Broad. And uh, then I started. I was lucky enough. I had a uh, name you might remember, Leslie Little. Yeah. As my mentor who helped me out <laughs> and got me started. And uh, then I did it until I went to college. Then uh, met my wife in Oklahoma. Married her and took over my father's beehives, plus them to what now I know was uh, varroa mites back in the 80s. You totally did. They just all died. All died. No excuse, no reason. I wasn't a member of an association then. 
in, in Oklahoma, uh, which I learned since that the best thing about being a member of an association is one, beekeepers are great cooks. Hmm. That's one. <laughs> Two, you learn so much. The uh, powdered sugar drop was one of the first things brought up about controlling varroa. Now they're using one called hops, a hop guard, which is a, an all-natural product. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been with it for the past 20 years in Wilson County and was once a regional vice president for Middle Tennessee and uh, then decided, okay, I might as well be president. And I took over and the biggest chore right now is planning this conference that we're having uh, a week from tomorrow. At MTSU. Well, a week from today at MTSU. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have another question here from a listener. They're asking, do bees make honey all year around? Or is there a certain time of the year that uh, the honey is fresher and more delicious? That's a really good question. And a lot of people assume that bees... Uh, are making honey all year round and we can pull honey at any time which uh, we now they do make honey but only a certain times that they make enough to where you can uh, pull some honey or rob we use the word rob take from them but the rest of the time of the year they only make enough honey to live off of now you have to remember little honeybees can't store up uh, their honey in their bodies like we can. We, you know, we, we can store up uh, things in our body to keep us moving. We could live several days without eating, but honeybees bees can't do that. They've got to have food all of the time because their bodies do not store it. Now, uh, so in the spring of the year is the time that there's enough nectar out there of what they make honey from that they'll have extra so we put extra supers on them where where we can pull the honey from them and also there's a little window in the fall of the year sometimes that we can uh, they will make enough honey that we can pull from them so as, that's an excellent question as bee connoisseurs can you tell the difference in the taste of honey during those special times? Oh, is it? well, most of what you get around here in Middle Tennessee is wildflower honey. Okay, okay. You go up to East Tennessee, you've got sourwood honey. And some in West Tennessee along the Tennessee River. You go down to Florida, you've got orange blossom honey and Tupelo honey. Um so it all tastes different. It has, you know, because of the pollen that's in there and, and the nectar that they're gathering, it has some of the taste in it. The honey you don't want to eat is out of California, and that's almond honey. It's got a bitter taste. Privet honey leaves a little bite in the back of your mouth. So, yeah, there's some different tastes of honey that you can get. But most beekeepers here, we sell wildflower honey. And, you know, you may get some light or darker honey. The light may have more clover, more locust on it. The dark will have ragweed and other stuff into it. Now, do you make it light or dark? I mean, does, does the beekeeper 
control no. whether it's light or dark. Can in some ways, if you find a large grove of locust trees, you'll put it on there. It's not how you prepare it, then. It's not how you prepare it. It's uh, The bees take it. And okay. they make the honey. Yeah, bees are the ones that are going to make that choice, not us. Yeah. Uh, that, it's an interesting uh, question you've brought up here. Coming up uh, Monday, the, the Rutherford Beekeepers Association will be meeting at the Lane Ag Center at 7 o'clock. This Monday? This Monday at 7 o'clock. And, uh, and that's free? Yes. And beekeepers are going to bring honey. And I understand that Robin Elrod is going to have the biscuits there. So well, you're going to have a party. Yeah, so, so we're going to be able to test uh, and taste test the uh, different honeys from the different beekeepers. This Monday night, this 7 o'clock. This Monday night at 7 o'clock. So and that would be a good time for anybody to That's at the Ag call. Center on John yeah. Rice Boulevard. That's right. 7 o'clock. Okay, and it's a good time to, to meet local people That's right. and learn more. And then put on the calendar, uh, once again, what is the date for the other, or the state? The 6th and the 7th at MTSU Student Center. Okay. From about 9 until 5. Do you just show up, or do you get tickets in advance, or what? Uh, you can do both by going to the Tennessee Beekeepers Association website, or um, you can show up at the door. Very good. We want to say a big thank you to David Thompson, the president of the Tennessee Beekeepers Association, and always Zane Cantrell, who keeps us informed on bee situations here in the community. And yes, uh, you should not be, if you're a beekeeper, you shouldn't be getting stung too often. So uh, once or twice a year is what you're saying. Yeah. Not several times every time you go out to the hives. That sting hurts. But it's only just for a minute. It only and hurts for a little while. It goes it's a good away. song.